With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you as always, uh, live and in color. Um, We've got a great episode for you tonight. We're talking Gold Cup previews, both uh, from a tactics with uh, Ben from Half Spaces and from a breakdown of the group stages with good friends Greg and Kevin. Uh, this week's episode, this episode is sponsored by the uh, by the Anchor app, as always, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your HR and employment law needs, as well as uh, all of your needs related to student athlete NIL branding and questioning. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group. You can check them out at smithworkforce.com. All right, let's get right to it. Thanks. Ben, are you on the line? I am present and accounted for. All right. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. So we, we spoke last time about the roster, but we didn't talk about starters. We didn't talk about formations. We didn't talk about fit. And now it's time for you, I think for the first time in the history of this podcast, to, to promote something that you just did. Yeah, I don't like to I don't like to toot my own horn, but I did just pub- I hit publish on it like 10 minutes ago. Um, I look at how the uh, the roster um, for the Gold Cup and the roster for the full team actually fits um, like that three four three system we've seen a couple of times. So to be clear here for our for our listeners at home, um, when we say three four three and you think about like FIFA three four three, that's not correct. It's it's more of like a three four two one because Greg Berhalter doesn't believe in having attacking players wide who aren't fullbacks. Is that about yeah? Well, that would be this system, yes. And frankly, most of our wingers don't actually like they're not you know chalk on their boots wingers. They're you know the to steal the the scuff terminology half space merchants. And uh, where where is your website? 
Oh, that's just halfspaces.com. Half frankly, if you're, if you're listening to this, you probably already know it. <laughs> halfspaces.com for all of your 343 explanations. So <laughs> um, going through this, this sort of roster, um, you know, what I thought was super fun we as a fan base thought that we were going to get certain players um, and then we didn't. So we don't have any, I think we have what, what one true winger. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know how you want to call Ariola, but I guess Lewis and Ariola are the only ones that would be winger wingers. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I forgot that Jonathan Lewis was on this team and I got sad. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> um, so, so what do you think? Like why, why do you think that this works? Well, I think the United States is in a weird spot because you almost need two different teams. Um, you've got the team that is expected to beat Haiti 6-0. to zero. All right, But then you have occasional games against Mexico or games in a World Cup or whatever where you're not expected to have the ball the whole time. So you kind of need, you know, two separate setups, more or less, um, to deal with these situations. So in the Gold Cup, I'm thinking, and again, remember, I'm possibly just a moron, um, that we're going to see the, the, the more 3-4-3 with a Regista-style 6 against Haiti and Martinique, um, and then you're going to see possibly the 3-4-3 the that we've seen against Mexico and Northern Ireland against tougher teams. Maybe if, I, I, I'm not sure what Jamaica's roster looks like, but you know, if we if we uh, play Mexico, maybe even Canada. I mean, Canada has some uh, has some pretty good players these days. Yeah, I mean, we we talked a little bit, but Jonathan David not there, but pretty much everybody else of note from the from the Canadian national team is there, including uh, our dearly departed um, seventh ranked striker Ao Akinola. Right, that's a, that's a shame. Big loss. We- Big loss. We'll we'll miss him. Um, we wish you the best, and you have the opportunity to be to be an American hero if you score against Mexico. Doesn't matter who you play for. If you score against Mexico, you you're an American hero. Correct. It's like watching college football. Your what your favorite team and whoever's playing against Ohio State. Correct. Um, so the uh, the Jamaican team actually does have um, Leon Bailey and Andre Blake, which means I think that this is probably close to their to their first choice roster because. Those are their first choice players. Right. There was some uh, big striker that was supposed to switch to them. Did he do it? I forget who it was now. Uh, he did not. It was, it was um, Michael Antonio. Yes. Okay. Um, he didn't, he didn't end up making the switch yet. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I think that might've been like, just like one of those Twitter, th- Twitter things that oh, we okay. all, we all thought was like a real thing. And then it didn't happen. All right. Yeah. I just um, remember reading rumors about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he, he's, he's like said that he's going to do it. He said he's going to do it. Um, and then like, apparently England got in his ear a little bit. So now he doesn't want to be capsized. <laughs> right. You know, we might use you in a third game in a, in a world cup window. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, it's sort of like how I feel about, um, about, uh, Efra Alvarez. You know, like I, I don't, I, I think he's good. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that he's not, but I, I don't rate him as highly as, as some other people. But like, I feel like Burhalter's entire pitch to him was like, yeah, we might need some wingers in, uh, in the next World Cup qualifying, you know, and you would start because, you know, Gio Reyna and Christian Pulisic don't exist. Yeah, right. Do you remember the, I don't know if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but they had an episode where like, 
you keep your side chick or your side guy on a string and just kind of uh, string him along in case you ever need him or her. <laughs> yeah, right now. We yeah. we can't we can't start you, Ephra, right now. Right. Maybe though, we could use you. <laughs> but we don't need you right now. <laughs> right. Um so so anyway, so yeah, I so I, I actually think that this is this is something that I've always found interesting um about the three four three and the four three three, which is that um they're the same formation. Like Yes. So so it's 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 the question is is do you want Jackson Ewell or do you want a third center back? Um Correct. Yes. Because obviously like Tyler Adams does both, so you can play the four three three to call him a central defensive mid, but you know, if you want to call him a center back who steps into the midfield, fine. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, um, Tyler, Adam, Tyler Adams lets you cheat because you can send your fullbacks forward and be confident that he's still going to cover that space. You don't need a third center back. Um, you know, he's the, uh, I don't know, still another sports reference, the, the center fielder that just covers a ton of ground and lets you play, you know, a fat, slow hitter in right field. Right. Um, he's he's, so he's he, the kind he lets you do that. Yeah, he's the Ken Griffey Jr. who allows you to play Jade Jr. Sure, or Andrew Jones, to steal a reference from when I still paid attention to baseball. Which was approximately 1998. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling old now, man. <laughs> um, so, so looking at the, the current roster um, and sort of Greg's willingness to play this 3-4-3 slash 3-4-2-1, um, you know, I think that, that we've talked, we, we talked a little bit about how we didn't know who Donovan Pines was. Um, and uh, do we now know who he is? I mean, I'm not going to claim I watched him, but um, I looked him up on FB Ref and, tra- and Transfer Market, and he plays left center back in a back three for DC United. How interesting. And, correct. And every single defender on, uh, sorry, center back on the roster primarily plays in a 3-4-3 except um walker zimmerman who coincidentally played 3-4-3 last game so there you go right. it turns so, out we, we 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 might have a certain style of player here right so miles robinson plays central center back in a three for atlanta donovan pines plays left center back in a central three for dc and um Sands actually, James Sands actually plays right center back in a three. And, you know, this past weekend, Walker Zimmerman played right center back in a three for uh, Nashville. So I don't know, like, that's a lot of, a lot of coincidences adding up to me. That's, that's, it's uh, just data points, just data points. We're not, we're right. not saying anything. We're just saying. So do, do you think that this maybe frees up the midfield a little bit? Because I think a lot of people were really concerned about the presence of, um, the older contingent in in that midfield. So does this maybe give us a situation where you're seeing, you know, Busio and I, I doubt that we're going to see Busio and Williamson together, but, you know, Leggett can play his advanced role without sacrificing everything behind him. Right. Um, Leggett and um, Acosta actually played as that midfield pairing in a 3-4-3 against um, Northern Ireland. It was only like 20 minutes, half an hour, but they've, done it um and like i said i don't think we're gonna see exclusively three four three i think you're still gonna see um that four three three against weaker teams and in that particular and in that case you're gonna see probably yule or busio at the at the six and then um 
either Acosta and Leggett ahead of them as those eight tens, or you know maybe Leggett and Williamson or Acosta and Roldan or I don't know whatever. And interestingly, Roldan has actually been playing as one of those attacking, um, you know, those attacking midfield winger ish guys for Seattle on and off. So we might see more of him than we think. I don't know. So the 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 good news is is that. Um... You know, all of those players who we were like vaguely pissed to see over the younger kids, um, we're actually going to put them in a pretty good situation here. Um, and also, right. I think that that and and this is this is sort of like a general national team thing. Like, I really like the idea of having our fullbacks being able to play wing back because, man, watching Sergio Dest like use energy getting back in a hurry is so so depressing to me. Right. <laughs> like, I mean. I still think the four three three is probably the better formation for our full team. Cause do you really want to pull off one of, you know, Adams, McKenney or Musa for, you know, McKenzie, uh, probably not at this point, but if you, if you're missing any one of those guys, then this makes a ton of sense. And it puts Dest and Anthony Robinson in like their best position to succeed. And, you know, it is the job of, of, you know, the coach to put Jedi in, in a position to succeed. Um, Correct. You want to organize the whole team to try to help Anthony Robinson. You know, the funny thing is, is that like, I I don't know who it was. It must've been Alexi Lalas because of course it was Um, like talked about like, you know, Dest is really talented, but are you really going to organize and mess up an entire team to play him because he can't play defense? And I remember reading that and being like, dude, just say that MLS pays you. It's okay. Like we know. Well, I mean, just, tons like the same of way teams. Matt Doyle does that. Yeah, tons of teams play the three four three now. Like Reyna and Pulisic both play in those attacking mid positions for their teams. Like at some point, like if this fits, you have to make hard decisions. I don't know. Yeah, and um, I think that there, there was a rumor today that or yesterday that I I really want to believe in because it it benefits me personally but um they're talking about weston mckinney being a transfer target for spurs and spurs are about to go to a 343 um so he would be playing in that um i think adams is going to be playing in a 433 in leipzig yeah i don't know marsh what did marsh play with uh salzburg this year 442 okay oh (laughs) it was that 4222 wasn't it yeah which i'm gonna call a 442 because like it's it's come on you're playing you're playing two central midfielders you're two, playing two wide midfielders and you're playing two center forwards yeah i mean center. at some point it's semantics but right Cent- centers doesn't, forward who center doesn't forward? love who doesn't love semantics literally literally this podcast was built on the idea <laughs> that semantics are great i mean um, you guys are basically lawyers and accountants right isn't that like your job yeah <laughs> pretty much um so so the the other so so some of the um you know and, and we're we're just sort of looking at your your article which is great and you should read it dear listeners um but the interesting thing that i think for this roster anyways is that this allows our fullbacks who i i got to say like i'm canon aside who we talked about our deep abiding love for last time <laughs> correct um, like we don't love the defensive 
nature, the defensive presence of the the fullbacks that we have. You know, we, we talked about Sam Vines, like not being a great defender one-on-one despite the Carlos Vela thing. Um, you know, George Bellow has never defended in his life. Uh, Reggie Cannon, you know, is good going forwards and backwards, but maybe he is, you know, maybe he's also there as like a backup right center back, you know, who knows? Yeah. Reggie stands out as a little bit above the other three fullbacks on the roster to me, at least for the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and who knows, maybe like this could be one of those things where it's like, uh, (laughs) like Shaq Moore is the starter and it's just like a whirling dervish of death as a (laughs) wing back. And we just had no idea. (laughs) Well, and one problem I see with this roster looking at it is I don't know where the goals are coming from and if we're going to score it would appear to be crosses into Daryl DK um, awesome. and yeah so supposedly Shaq Moore has a good cross on him so maybe that's going to be a thing I don't know uh, I, I love that we're going to play Arsenal ball which is like play it up the wings and cross and pray yeah it's so, like when I first started playing FIFA 20 years ago what do you do <laughs> just go down there and kick hit X and, 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 and the funny thing is, is that, like, we actually do have the perfect center forward to do that. Like, the two center centers forward, centers forward that we have um, would both really benefit. DK, because he's, you know, he's big and he takes up space and he's athletic. He gets up there and he can sort of take a quick turn and, and rocket it into the back of the net. And Giassi's artist, if you put the ball near him in the box, somehow it'll go in. I don't know why, right. but it will. Yeah. Made a career <laughs> um, out of it. He's literally made a career out of it. Um, and then, you know, maybe that makes a little more sense with what we would want Hoppy and Joe Chini to do, um, you know, in terms of, of, you know, playing off of those like second balls in the, in the deeper box or lighter box. Yeah. Well, maybe instead deep. of, maybe instead of half space merchants, those like the front three is just going to be three forwards, get in the box and cross it to them. <laughs> like, I don't hate that theory. Just like uh, like the, the hockey theory of like, if you put enough people in front of the net, somebody's going to score. Right. It's going like, to hit off somebody's <laughs> leg and, you know, bounce in. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it might be like, a, I don't know if you're a, if, if you, if you are a big Red Wings fan, because all this podcast does is talk about the two sports that we're not supposed to talk about. Correct. Um, but uh, like Johan Franzen, like made a career out of just being the dude who's got hit in the leg, but it went in. So I was a ginormous hockey fan up through college. And when I went away to college, I kind of stopped watching. But my, my reference point for that would be Dino Cicerelli. <laughs> Ooh, Dino Cicerelli. What a name. Right? That's an, I, like, I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, that is a name I have not heard in a long time. Right. Paul Coffey would just wrist a weak shot through the, from the blue line, and he would somehow get a tip on it and get it into the net. Uh, that just... Are, are, are you a Star Wars fan? Uh, I've kind of turned on it recently, but I was. Okay. How old do you think <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi was in A New Hope? Oh, no. This is going to really depress me, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah. 50s. He's 59. Okay. Whew. Dude is 59. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, no. no. Uh, uh, yeah, because like you look at him and he's like he's he's a, a solid solid gray hair whatever. Twenty one years of living on Tatooine turned Ewan <laughs> McGregor into Alec McGinnis. Alec Guinness, uh, I find fascinating on this football podcast. Um, but anyways, going back to sort of the uh, the task at hand, um, do you think that 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 
Ariola makes sense in this setup because when I've watched Ariola, um, which has been mostly through the national team, like he plays as that sort of like fast, hardworking winger, like, and he's not like as technical with his with his feet. Do you think that this like suits him? Yeah, I mean, I've given Ariola some garbage over the the years that I've been writing about him, but like for the first, like until he gets into the box, he's a perfectly serviceable winger. But like he just seems to be missing that like final piece that really would make him a like a quality international starter and in this setup i don't know i mean assuming i'm right which is you know but to be fair a pretty big assumption um hey, you're still you're, you're still gonna see that three the four three three and we're gonna need you know at least nominal wingers for that so i mean he makes sense i don't i don't love him as like a long-term player but for an a B roster gold cup. Fine. He's, he's fine. Uh, and, and he also fits into that. Like um, he's an adult in a room full of 19 year olds. Yes. And like, it's like as much as we don't rate Jonathan Lewis, like we do rate Matthew Hoppy. We do rate Daryl DK. We do rate. Uh, I, I at least rate Nico. I, I think that he's good, but that yeah, I just, I, I don't, I haven't seen enough to have an opinion on him. I don't know. I hope he's good. Like, I, I think that like watching him in those those two, that two friendly setup um, against I guess it was the the Northern Ireland um, Jamaica Jamaica no it was the one before that the one with Wales oh okay uh, Wales and Northern Ireland no uh, wasn't it Wales and Panama didn't we didn't we like, oh that's right it was a Euro team and a yeah. team for both those windows wasn't yeah. it yeah 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 so anyway so like I remember watching him and being like he he moves like someone who we want up top um, which is like. It's 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 funny because on a long enough timeline, all uh, sport analysis comes down to like creepy assessments of uh, of movement. <laughs> it's like he moves good. Yeah, yeah. Move, moves nicely. Like, yeah, uh, I, I actually had that exact same thought about. Uh, I watched uh, Dallas over the weekend, and Justin Shea, just like he moves different. There's I don't know. There's something about the way he runs and cuts and it's just i don't know he just like strikes me as a i don't know like a, an athlete that you'd usually find at like alabama not yeah that you'd see at fc dallas um and you know I don't, I don't know if you know this but fc dallas has a player who who could have actually played college football they do hey, did you know this <laughs> i may have may have talked about this recently i can't recall uh once again tanner testman we love you we'd love to have you on the show and uh if you have a godfather of any note we'd love to have him too <laughs> <laughs> um so the, the the last thing i want to talk about here with this setup specifically if it's a thing um which i think it is because we've seen it and we know it um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What What do you think that this does to to DK and, and Zardes? Like, do you think that this is helpful in getting them looks abroad? Because, you know, there's there's sort of a secondary... There's a secondary need in all of these rosters where it's not just like, yeah, we want to win. Yeah. We want to get our players ready, but like, you know, this is a mostly domestic roster. So, you know, Kellen Acosta and Sebastian Legette, like people know who they are. If they were going to go abroad, they would have. Um, but, you know, Sam Vines, uh, Miles Robinson, Daryl DK. Um, these are guys who are like, maybe they're getting looked at. Like, do you think that anybody's going to come out of this in this setup and look better than they otherwise would? Uh, I mean, DK is already in the shop window. People want him. It's just a question of, is Orlando going to back off that you know $20 million price or not? Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Sharetta had a piece out this morning that I read on uh, Nicholas Joachini. And in it, he mentioned that if he shows well, that he may very well get looks um, in other leagues. Because, I mean, nobody exactly wants to be in League Two in France forever. Um so, yeah, I think at this point, specifically, I think even um, German and English teams, because I, I don't know the details, maybe you know better as uh, somebody with the law, but apparently Brexit has made um, the Americas a much more attractive place to get players now. Um, yeah. The, the because... immigration status has changed for us. So maybe that helps. It could help anybody really that shows well. Yeah. I mean, it basically made what happened with Brexit was it made it. Um, so that uh, EU passports don't matter um, for UK work permits. Um, so basically what Brexit has done is made it equally as much of a pain in the ass to take a kid from America as it is to take a kid from Spain. Um, you know, obviously this is not for like the, the Arsenals or the Spurs or the Man Cities, you know, where you're getting guys who can get the work permit no problem. Right. It's more for like... Um, you know, like the, the lower level teams who are not getting the elite internationals, like you're just like trying to get the best you can. So now it's, it's, there's no difference between trying to get um, a Miles Robinson or a, you know, random center back for Real Sociedad or something. Right. I mean, American players are, are so hot right now, um, oh. but um, yeah. So everybody, I don't know if you, anybody who's like under whatever 25 that shows well is probably going to get some attention. Oh, did you see, um, what's his name? Uh, Horvath is probably going to Fulham now. I, all Americans must go through Fulham. Fulham is our Ellis Island on the way back. I need to, I, it's a bucket list thing for me. I need to see Craven Cottage before I die. <laughs> it, it's, it's so funny. Like, I, I think, I don't know what it was. I, I, I guess the Fulham owners must like be American or something. But like, do you remember that, that like set of like five or six years in which the only players in England that were American were at Fulham for some reason. Yeah. It was Eddie Johnson and Dempsey and um, Bocanegra was there. And yeah. I don't know. There was a ton. Yeah. So uh, full America, I think is what we called it back then. Uh, yeah. We're back. Please do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I watched a lot of Fulham last year because of, of Jedi and I didn't want to <laughs> like, it wasn't fun. They weren't good. <laughs> right. Um, but although they did play fun, which is always fun. Um, so, okay. So, uh, last, uh, last little bit before we, before we go, I know that this is the tactics half of the uh, podcast, but, uh, game one against Haiti who just had their, uh, president assassinated. 
Where do you? Oh, where, where does that, yeah, that happened. I I didn't even put those two dots together. Wow. Yeah. So do you think because this is a very serious and austere uh, political podcast, how does that affect the team? <laughs> I don't know. Was he a popular president? Are they happy or are they sad about this? I have no idea. Uh, based on based on some limited Wikipedia ing, uh, he may or may not have been an installed dictator by certain Western countries that have interests in the Caribbean and want those interests protected for commercial reasons. Okay, so the team is happier. Uh, I, I think that if the team is uh, like many other athletes, uh, they would be uh, more left leaning. I don't want to make assumptions for the Haitian national team, um, but I wouldn't doubt that they're all, if not pleased, then certainly not super upset. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> I, this is out of my realm of expertise. I'm just going to leave it to you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, hopefully, I mean, look, I'm not going to make comments about Haitian politics because I didn't think about it yesterday and I'm probably not going to think about it tomorrow. Um, and that is the extent of my Haitian political knowledge. Well, uh, the, the official podcast position is that we are against assassinations, right? I think so. But, <laughs> but like, you can't have an official podcast position against assassinations. Whereas, like, if you came to me and you were like, hey, um, the head of Syria who keeps gassing his own people assassinated, my answer is going to be like, good. Yeah, good. Right. Should be. <laughs> um, so uh, I think provisionally anti-assassination. Okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with that position. Well, certainly anti-assassination for democratically elected leaders. Okay, that seems, that seems I, safer. I think that that's how we'll do it. Uh, official podcast position, we are against assassination of duly elected leaders. All right, add that to the charter, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is important. I'm, I'm glad that we got here after, after wasting all that time on the thing that this podcast is about. <laughs> well, we're nothing if not uh, on target. It's what we do. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burrell listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need the second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So 
does that happen by magic? It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but... If somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchorf.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Kevin, do I have you? Howdy. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, And since this is a very professional podcast, um, I think Greg's going to join us, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Just dealing with a bunch of amateurs. You're yeah, trying to... very well intentioned across the board. To be fair, I did get, you know, the day got away from me on 
America's holiday and ended up at a soccer game. So I feel somewhat justified in my absentee uh, behavior. Right. So how was that? How was it? Was it more fun than uh, than the podcast? It was a good. I mean, it was a fun game. Colorado, considering their just sheer lack of spending, has actually been playing pretty well this year, and they have a lot of their academy is actually starting to produce um, some decent kids between like Sam Vines, Cole Bassett, um, and then hey. they've got some rehab projects that are that have panned out. Like Kellen Acosta's playing decently for him after he kind of like fell apart at Dallas. So. It so was you cool. hear that you, you hear that Arsenal fans there there is possibilities for you despite the fact that the Cronkies don't like to spend money on things. Well, they're let's be clear they're they're not spending money they're just like falling into players. Um, <laughs> the fact that Sam Vines and Cole Bassett happened to be born you know within twenty miles of of downtown Denver, um, you know, good luck just worked out yeah. Yeah, so so you don't have that real that ability with um, North London because sometimes those kids decide that they want to play for literally one of the fifteen other professional <laughs> teams right. in London. Yes. Um, Somehow it's harder for uh, for Arsenal to attract young talent than <laughs> the Rapids. I mean, it's difficult. Look, like it's it's hard out here for for Arsenal. Sounds like we have another another member of the podcast. Are you in a car? Yeah, so funny story. I'm back at my parents' place in Bloomfield, and, like, everything from 14 Mile up to, like, Square Lake is completely blacked out, uh, including somehow the cell tower. The cell tower lost power, so I'm just driving south on Telegraph until I hit a, hit a spot to, uh, where I picked up service. So I'm going to pull into wherever the next place I find is. Okay, I want... I want our listeners to understand the absolute devotion, the absolute devotion. Some of us on the podcast are willing to drive down to Southfield to be on the podcast. Another of us uh, have a couple drinks and end up at the Rapids game. I'm just saying. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, let's also not put a uh, general area where my parents live on the internet. So let's just cut that part out. (laughs) I mean, you said precisely where they live. You gave streets and a city. Uh, I gave a square. Okay. That's like a, that was like four miles. Uh, so for any of our listeners, um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, so we are here to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Gold Cup, the, uh, the draw, our group. Um, and uh, uh, we, we spoke briefly uh, earlier in the podcast, as you both know about the tactics with Ben. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the other guys. So let's start with the, uh, the headliner, uh, Canada. Kev, what do you think? I, I've maintained throughout uh, on a previous podcast that, that Canada's ability to counter, I think is outside of Mexico, just being Mexico, easily the scariest thing in CONCACAF. One thing that's interesting to me is that they have Alfonso Davies listed as a defender. So I know that historically they just had started, you know, they'll play him as a wing, just one of those things where it's like, well, get your best guy. You know, it's like, uh, it's like AYSO ball. You just put your best guy closest to gold, <laughs> let him go to town. Uh, I mean, strictly speaking, the Simpsons predicted that when um, in that episode where Bart joins the Canadian national basketball team, he got, uh, he almost made it. So therefore he was the center. Exactly. So I, I think that 
I think the Canada's got they, they have legitimate attacking talent. It 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 is kind of shocking um how poor their defenders outside of Alfonso Davies seem to be relative to what their their forward pool is. Um it's 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 pretty pretty jarring. Um yeah, I'm not looking forward to playing them if we don't take it seriously. We have to give them more of a Mexico treatment than if we treat Canada like how we treated Switzerland. Um, I'm very concerned about Canada on the counter. Um, you know, and and I think everybody is worried about Canada's attack. You know, across socio-political lines, like you know, <laughs> uh, everybody talks about the Canadian military. You know, it's concerning. I- it's a uh- world-renowned for its power. I'm also surprised that their defense is a little questionable given that it's Canada and I just assumed that, like, everybody that's on the soccer team was just a failed hockey player. Like, uh, like Happy Madison. Just Happy Gilmore. Uh, he just failed as a hockey player, so now he's playing defense for the Canadian national soccer team. I assume they would just have a bunch of tough guys from, like, the middle of nowhere Edmonton. Basically, we assume that the guys from Letterkenny uh, would eventually <laughs> become, uh, you know, halfway decent stoppers. Yeah, no, Tyson played Tyson played on the 1996 World Cup team, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Given that Alexi Lawless grew up in Birmingham, Michigan, which effectively is Canada, given its proximity, and, and he was a high-level ice hockey player... Um, Okay, first off, I'm learning that he was a high-level hockey player. I'm also learning that Kevin has no idea where (laughs) either Canada or Birmingham, Michigan is. Oh, I know exactly where both of those places are. And relative to almost every other listener other than our families... Who do you think listens to us? We're on five five continents, baby. Yeah, we're in the Czech Republic. Who do you think is... Yeah. (laughs) Relative to to our Czech listeners, Birmingham, Michigan is basically in Canada. I can't argue with that. (laughs) So so we actually... um, The newest listener, the newest country that we have is South Korea. Um, How? Why? Why? I assume because we talked about Heung-Min's son and somebody in South Korea was like, I will listen to that. I'll I'll listen to anybody talk about Heung-Min's son. Yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. Well, thank so, you for the listen. Yeah, thank you for the listen. Uh, and also, if you're wondering about the relative geography of southeastern Michigan, um, don't worry about it. It's not that important. <laughs> uh, although apparently a significant amount of this podcast is devoted to it. So uh, moving on. So we, we've got Canada, obviously the best player in the – I think the is – it, is it that big of a stretch to say the best player in the tournament is Alfonso Davies? No. You know, I, I, I think that he's he's certainly, you know, in terms of pedigree, you know, big games, where he plays, um, you know, Alfonso Davies is the guy. Unfortunately for Canada, they don't have anybody else. Um, so it'll be sort of like watching uh, Andy Robertson on Scotland, where it's like, hey, that left back is really good. Hey, is left back the least important position on the field? It might be. It might be. So we'll see. Um do you guys want to have a political discussion about Haiti real quick? Sure. <laughs> if, there's okay. one, if there's one thing I've learned in 2021, it is to never shy away from political conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whenever you have the chance to uh, disavow assassination, you make sure to take, take that opportunity. Yeah, as, uh, long, as long as we go back to back and then start starting to discuss religion, I'm all in. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I, I, on Twitter, uh, I don't remember if it was today or yesterday, but I, I uh, determined that the um, the only true sect of the American soccer fandom is Ochoanism. Uh, when someone asked yes. me, when someone asked me about that, I said that it's a small sect in Utah that really, really upset some people in the Upper Midwest recently. Yep, that's uh, that's surprisingly accurate. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if there are any other sects that are based in Utah that uh, at some point in their history really pissed off people in the upper Midwest. But if so, we'd love to hear about it. No, we wouldn't. Yeah. Please, please don't send us leaflets. <laughs> um, I, I actually saw that uh, the musical when I lived in New York and uh, there were folks like on the outside, like, hey, like, do you want a book? And I was like, no, it's OK. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm going to watch the uh, live version of it. I don't I don't need the I don't need the text. Yeah, it's fine. Like I don't, I don't need the script. I'm going to see the show. It's fine. Um, so uh, Haiti uh, is is the game that that America plays first. Um, they are historically a team that's a huge pain in the ass for America. Um, like in the way that like there are certain schools uh, in college football that like for some reason you just like can't speak despite being. <laughs> Better. No, it's South Carolina versus Georgia. Georgia cannot yep. crack that fucking nut. And that it, it it actually is like it's like a oh we're having a good season. Where are we going next week? Going to South Carolina. Fuck. <sighs> Steven Garcia, goddamn it. <laughs> it's, it's it's like I don't know what the the Gold Cup equivalent of a noon game is in the in in like late October, but it's it's whatever that is. It's that's U.S. Men's National Team versus Haiti. Um, so, but, you know, their, their, uh, issues aside, um, they are, uh, they're not, uh, an especially like strong team. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you look at the, the, the names on the helmets, so to speak. And you're like, ah, should win three nil. And then you remember who we brought and then you're like, ah, maybe not, but they're not very good. Mm. So I don't. I don't think that we should be like too concerned, but it's uh, you know it's never too early to freak out. Well, it's all it's a function of how seriously you're going to take the games. Even if you're not bringing like the A team, as long as you're bringing a focus group of guys that like understand what the job is, I think that the the gimmies will remain maybe not gimmies, but well like will remain fairly stress free. It's when we start getting to the upper echelons where it's like, okay, this one's going to be uh, this is this isn't going to be fun. I'm hopeful that, and I think that's the exact right take on that is, is the element of focus and how seriously the gold cup team takes this tournament. And I really hope the motivating factor here is knowing that in a few months, we're going to begin a, um, a out of necessity, deep roster world cup qualifying cycle. And everyone that's playing in this tournament is hoping to be on that, that, you know, B roster rotation that's going to play, you know, probably the gimme game in each of those cycles. Um, they've got to go out and perform because there's there's enough guys also that are you know, European based who aren't going to be here. Like think Chris Chris Richards, Conrad, De La Fuente, people like that. Right, Luca De La Torre. Right, exactly. Who who although not playing in the Gold Cup, very much very likely could you know just play their way into the pool through their European form. Um, and they've got a, whoever these, the players on the roster for gold cup need to show up and, and make certain that 
you know, maybe they're not, you know, best 11, but they've got to be that next 11 that would rotate in. Right. Especially considering, uh, you know, the, the year that will not be named, um, it, it, these guys should remember how embarrassing it is to not win a gimme against the country that will not be named and Tobago. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, I I hope that that kind of lasting impression, especially considering that was like right on the verge, at least in terms of the circles that I was in, where people were really uh, starting to be aware of the U.S. men's national team. And then they went and completely, you know, nuked it by losing to uh, (laughs) the country that must not be named. Um, So I hope that like these guys understand the seriousness with which some of these, like even the gimme games. Yeah. They're gimmies in like nominally, but you need to still show up and you still need to put the ball in the net and keep their balls out of our net. Which, which is probably a good way of describing the sport. Let's play a game about the Haitian national team real quick. Okay. Sure. How many players do the, okay. So of the players that play in America, there are one, two, three, four, five players on the Haitian roster who play in America. How many of them play in MLS and how many of them play in the second division of American soccer, the USL, USL championship? Zero and five. Zero and five for Greg. What do you got? Kevin? I'm going to say like one and four. It is one and four. Who is the Haitian in MLS? Uh, Derek Etienne. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So Derek Etienne, um, who was born in Richmond, Virginia. Right, obviously. Attended the University of Virginia. Duh. uh, And uh, who went to high school in New Jersey. Okay, that's a curveball. That is the lone Haitian national uh, to play at the top level of American soccer. The rest play for a local club for me, Orange County Soccer Club. The Birmingham Legion, who uh, who are the uh, Alabama team. Yeah. Um, the the <laughs> second. The, wait, wait, wait. Somehow is that is that the second or the third Birmingham we've mentioned in this episode? Uh, I believe it's the second. Although the third, it should be pointed out. Uh, I don't know if it was in 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 like where it was, but someone just sent me the thing about um, how twenty twenty uh, one Birmingham is like three different things right now. Yes, twenty twenty two. The uh, the whatever the Goodwill Games are, uh, I think is the one where the former UK colonies all play each other. That oh, is the Commonwealth in, Games. Commonwealth Games. That's in Birmingham, uh, England, in twenty twenty two, and I think the Goodwill Games then are in Birmingham, Alabama, in twenty twenty two. So this seems to only further the internal question of Alabama or England. Uh, yeah. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh we're we're always willing to play that game that's a fun game so um you know the haitian national team is not all that impressive um but you know like we said you know you got to play the games in front of you, you got to play the teams in front of you you know win three now um the other team in the group the fourth team is martinique Anything? i'm gonna be honest here i don't know that much about martinique but i know they're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> to quote Charles Barkley. To quote Charles Barkley, I don't know that much about Martinique, but I know they're in trouble. 
yeah, I think I only know about Martinique because of Sporkle quizzes. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Um, they have uh, a guy who plays in the fourth division in Spain. Uh, nope, third division of Spain. Um, got a guy who plays in the third division of France, and everybody else plays in their domestic league. Um, nope, wait, they have a second division Italian as well. Uh, oh, that's the ringer. That's the ringer. Uh, Emmanuel Riviere uh, from Martinique, uh, who was born in Martinique. Oh, good for him. All right, nice. <laughs> um, I just was assuming. Uh, here's a name who you may not, uh, you may not remember, but is a Martinique national, uh, Jordi Dellen. Really? Who is, uh, yeah, midfielder for the Sounders. Um, didn't get called up, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what's up with that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what you'd think if they had a Sounders player, he would be above all of the domestic Martinique league players. Uh, he might, he might. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Anyways. Um, so the only other interesting thing about the group stages in the gold cup is the fact that, um, we have a possibility of Qatar, uh, getting, getting through, um, you might ask why is Qatar in this? And it's because they are hosting a world cup that is going swimmingly in terms of the planning and execution. Uh, right. Don't want to make any comments about execution, um, pause, especially as it relates to Qatar. Uh, so they're in the middle of it, and they uh, they <laughs> they, uh, they get to be involved. Um, we don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if they're any good. I assume not. I guess they're a World Cup team, so good. Yeah, but they're a World Cup team <laughs> because they're hosting the World Cup. They um, get to automatically make it. Uh, good news, guys. You're hearing it first on the podcast. I will guarantee that the U.S. men's national team will make the 2026 World Cup. Wow. Oh, good. What, wow. Way to go out on a limb there. <laughs> uh, Actually, I don't even know if that's true because I think because we're technically co-hosting with Mexico and Canada, I think we actually do have to compete for that spot. <laughs> oh, my. Can you no, imagine? I, they're, they're, it's like they're expanding that the field. They're going to that oh, you're right. goofy that's what thing. It is. We're going to have like five and a half or like six and a half slots out of CONCACAF. So. Yeah, that's what it is. I think all three of them are just getting the uh, representative spot. That'd be so funny, though, if it's like, okay, the rest of the world competes against each other, and then you three need to – here's a pool stick. Figure it out. We are having tryouts. And yes, that's it. Quick quick deep cut here on Jordy Delem. Uh, he was placed on a season-ending injury list as of June 3rd. That would be why he's not called up. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. Sorry, Martinique. Um you should still try hard, you know? Like, there's a lot of value in trying hard. I feel like we shouldn't mock them until after we feel like we know we're past them. <laughs> that, that <laughs> this is, is the kind of thing that just comes back and bites us in the ass. Trinidad has so deeply humbled this fan base. <laughs> we just got done. I don't know what that is, Kevin. Use the real name. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it, it is telling that. And I appreciate it within the scope of giving players rest, given fixture congestion for the last 12 months now, ever since kind of the post-COVID soccer cycle kicked off. Um, but we are not doing any tune-up games. We we are, we are showing up to this tournament, you know, cold with a roster that's never really played together, shrugging our shoulders and saying, 
we'll figure it out against Haiti and Martinique before we have to play Canada. I think yeah. the, the funniest part about this is this: the, the, it's showing up to an AAU tournament. It's like, it's 6 a.m. All you've had is leftover uh, Wendy's. And you're just going to throw on your basketball shoes and be like, all right, let's go play. And then in 45 minutes, we'll go play again. It's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out. It's fine. And even all that being said, if we don't take nine points out of group B, I'll be pretty let down. I think, I think if we win the first two um, and then just sort of don't play Canada, like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Minimum seven is anything less than seven is a complete disappointment, but if we don't get the full nine, I there's, I'm not gonna be as mad as Kevin. Um, I, I can say this. If we don't, if we don't, run up the score against Haiti and Martinique to the point where it doesn't matter against Canada, then I, I will be upset. I'll say, Oh, you mean leave no doubt. Yes. Leave no doubt. Okay. Leave no doubt. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy. (laughs) I I don't know if you guys watched Cobra Kai, um, started watching it. It's great. Nope. I have not. Good. Great pod. Great podcast segment guys. (laughs) (laughs) Case you guys are wondering, there's a show on Netflix, Cobra Kai. It's great really poor acting but it's super 80s uh movie uh the whole thing so it's uh it's good kind of how you said that you said <laughs> bad acting yeah i said what i said um also uh so i think that that's like the, the the group stage sort of preview so to speak um the only thing i do want to mention um i think we mentioned it previously um that ao akinola um has officially declared and he's playing for um he's playing for Canada going forward. We wish him all the best. Uh, oh, sorry. Am <laughs> I undermining that point? <laughs> he, he was, I mean, like, Detroit born, isn't he? Yeah. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Local local kid. Local kid made good, moved to Canada. Fair He's not enough. Um, but back uh, to Kevin's point. We're we're bringing it back. Full circle here. <laughs> full circle. Um basically, if you are from Metro Detroit and you play soccer, um we either love you like AO Akinola regardless of where you declare. Or uh, we are ambivalent towards you, Alexi. So unless and until you come on the podcast, and I know you listen, until and unless you come on the podcast, um, we can't. We cannot ride for you. We're, we're yeah. And we are avowed pumpkin chasers, so we will follow you to the ends of the earth until you come on this podcast. Once again, thank you to all of our guests, Ben, Kevin, Greg. Um, thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, uh, where we're talking football, football, whatever floats our boat uh, at any given moment. Um, so feel free to uh, send us a message or reply to something or just uh, add us for whatever you want. We might respond. We might not. We usually respond. Um, we are not on Instagram, but we're working on it. We'll get there eventually. Um, and, uh, we are super excited to, uh, to share all this with you. Thank you so much to our listeners. Please like subscribe, uh, share, follow, whatever on, uh, Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, wherever you let's get your podcasts. Uh, and thanks for sticking with us. We'll, we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.